Hey there, welcome to Faith for Today. I'm Donnie Spano and I'm so glad to be together with you. And this is a perfect time to go ahead and allow God to show us more in His Word and to go ahead and grow up in faith, to grow up faithful before Him. And that comes by faith words, by God's words through the Holy Scriptures, through the Bible, that are able to be built up in us. And these kinds of words are what nourish us. They are actually necessary for spiritual, uh, good spiritual way of life. And so uh, I'm thankful for your faith because together we can get what is God's. And together we can see it clear and new like we have not seen it before. And I'm trusting that's how he's helping you and you're using your faith. And I thank you for trusting and helping together with me as well. Thank you, Lord. Now, we are looking at what is what we're calling perfect. Perfect. And uh, what we've been talking about is God has called us perfect. In fact, we're, we're dealt with by the Lord Jesus. He said, be you perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. Now, how many Christians and how many people in this world look in the mirror on a daily basis, look real good and go, hey, yeah, you. You are perfect. Yeah. Uh-huh. Perfect. You're perfect. Few. Very few. And people would think, that's weird. Why would you do that? God himself calls us perfect. Now, what has been a hindrance is that many people have a wrong idea of what perfect is. Now, many more people, if we, if we were to say... Uh, what have you heard more commonly? Do people commonly go around and go, man, I am perfect before God? Or will you hear more things like, you know, we're all human. And, uh, you know, to err is human. And, uh, you know, we all make mistakes. Right? You've heard this. I've heard this all the time. What that has done is it has built up a trust and a reliance for us that we can rely on the fact that we're going to make mistakes and we are, and how do they say it? Only human. You're not just human in those ways and in those eyes. You're, if you're born again, you're made after God. You're more than just human. You are God's kind of person. You're after the nature of God. And that is more than just human. So we really do need renewing of our minds to know God has called me perfect. Jesus has said, he's told me, he's told you, be perfect even as our Father in heaven is perfect. Now, God himself, we looked at this uh, previously, that God himself makes adjustments. That he himself, and I've seen it more than once through the scriptures, you'll find this. Uh, we shared one example the, you know, recently how God repented himself uh, when Abraham was, was talking with him about Lot. And God repented himself. Uh, I'm, I'm not remembering this correctly. It was actually between uh, Moses, I believe that Moses, God was going to cut off this generation, and Moses prayed and was an intermediary between them, and God repented himself. So he said, all right, 
I changed my mind. I won't do it. I won't cut him off yet. And he actually did this with Saul. God repented himself of making Saul king. God is a God who's willing to change. Even though he is the God who is perfect and what he does is everlasting, he's still the God who will correct himself if it doesn't go the way it was intended. Now that goes beyond people's mind. There have been times where I've wondered, God, why did you send us here? Why did you have us talk to them? They seem so hard. And there was times where I reached out to someone and I thought, Lord, why would you have me even say hello to them? They just seem so stuck up and hard. And that wasn't very fun for me. And well, and I, I had him minister to my heart and, and it stuck with me. I was in Bible training at the time. I was in ministry training. And, you know, and he said, you know, he said, if you're not reaching out and having more responses like that, then you're not reaching out enough. And it stuck with me. And we've seen, I've seen times where I've, I've wondered, why were we here? Why? And God showed me when we were there, we prayed for them. We prayed, we, we asked God would send labors to them. I, I like asking that He surround them with good witnesses. There are many more that are empowered by God to witness. And they don't realize it, but right there on the job next to them, there's someone that is a stellar Christian. Right there in the hair salon, they go, they need the haircut. And man, that hairdresser is on fire for God. And I'm not talking about weird. I'm talking about they got God's spirit moving and they are lovely. And they got joy. And they are some of the most peaceful and loving people you could ever have around you. And it changes them. Why? Because people like us were willing to be in a hard position for a moment to change their life forever. And so I've changed how I think. And so you and I don't have to be perfect in achievement for God to call us perfect. And that is some wonderful news. That God trusts in you and me so much that while we got so many things in our life that need to be adjusted, I need to fix a lot of things that are right now but God looks at me and he looks at you and he goes you are perfect you are perfect before me and I direct you be perfect before me that goes beyond our minds because we think no I need to change I need to grow yes and yes but I'm perfect yes yes And that knowing, it does something inside of us. When we can really look in that place and and look and go, I am perfect before God. If he's going to do a perfect work in this world, who's he going to use? People like us. And it shifts how we respond in this life. And hallelujah, there have been people that have refused to go forward and refused to do some of the things that the Spirit of God has impressed inside them. And it's been because they think, I'm not good enough. I'm not perfect enough. And they think, I need to have all these fixes and I need to have all these adjustments in order to be at a place where God can use me. I'm telling you right now, 
you're at that place. And if you will start right, yes, right here, right now, if you'll just start here, you will be in a process of perfecting. And you'll be perfect before Him now, and you can be perfect before Him then. And when you look back 50 years from now, 80 years from now, you'll go, God, I can be made perfect still. Thank you, I'm perfect before you right now. And as I go home with you, I'm going to be going on a constant climb. This is important. I want you to listen to this. It's so important that you and I as Christians, as believers, that we not plateau. Don't climb, climb, climb and get to a point where you cruise and you coast. Why? Because there's never going to be a point in this life where there are not higher places in God to go where there is not more of Him to see and to know. No, you and I want to be on the constant perfecting process. We want to constantly come into His presence and go, All right, God, thank you. I'm perfect before you. And anything you want to show me, I'm yours. Have your way. Hallelujah. There's no greater life than this. But if you and I don't see what God has said, when he says, I find you perfect and be perfect before me, then we will not, we'll hesitate in going forward. That discouragement will disconnect us. No, no, no. I want to encourage you now. Hear this. You are perfect before him. And that perfect heart that you have, that heart that says, God, I want you I want all I can get of you. Show me yourself. That kind of heart is perfect before him. And that's the heart that he can use to do excellent work in this, in this earth. And you and I can look back because we kept that kind of heart and we trusted God in that way. And we'll look back over the days and we'll see, God, you allowed us to do some perfect work in this earth. Thank you. Now go with me. I just wanted you to get the heart of what we're looking at because it'll make it, you'll see why I look at these scriptures. Now let's look at Philippians 3, verse 12. And I'm thanking you, Father, now for more than enough time that we'll get through all these verses that we need to in this session. And it will be so clear by your wonderful helping. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. There's no greater investment that you and I can can give in this life than to give ourselves to God, to give ourselves to His Word, allow times like this to supplement our faith, to grow up and to go out. Now here in Philippians 3 verses 12 through 15, we find Paul touching on this very aspect and he also touches on those as many as are perfect. So he again establishes this truth and in the 12th verse it says not as though i had already attained either were already perfect but i follow after if that i may apprehend or you could say lay hold or get that for which also i am gotten or laid hold of of christ jesus brethren i count not myself to have apprehended or to have gotten it so he's saying i haven't gotten it all yet how many of us can get in that group right 
I haven't got all that I can get. I haven't I haven't gotten to pristine perfection, but I have gotten perfect before God. You'll see that here. He said, but this one thing I do. I want you to say one thing. How simple is it to be perfect before God? It's very simple. And he says, this one thing I do. He said, forgetting those things which are behind. And notice it's a twofold thing. And reaching forth to those things which are before. You see, whether it was a success or failure, if it's in the past, it can't help me be perfect today. And it won't help you. So I got to be quick to forget the failure. And this is why it's so important for today to have this relationship with God where I trust He has made me perfect so that He will show me His perfect way. Because when I take that next step, I want it to be a success. Because you and I both know, if we look, if we look at our past and we see, yeah, I did that and man, that was miserable. And I did that, oh, that failed. <laughs> How confident are we to go forward? It's not helping us to have all these bad moves in the back of our mind of the past. No, we gotta be so quick to forget the past mistakes. Don't forget the lessons learned, but forget that we made a failure. Forget that we didn't do it perfectly. Hallelujah. Um, we're gonna talk about an aspect of perfection that when God gets us grown up, when we come before Him and we get made to be more like Him, one of the big things He's going to change in our life is what we say, how we say it. He's going, if, if we want to grow up in God, we're going to need to allow Him to change our tongue. You know, one of the things that, that David in the, in the Psalms wrote, he said, Lord, set a watch over the door of my mouth that the Words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart would be right in your sight. And that's something that I'm believing together that we'll get. That God will have that, that place in our life. It'll be a keeper over the doors of our mouth. And it will keep our hearts and our minds right before Him. Now, he continued, Paul, he said, Forgetting those things which are behind reaching forth to those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore as many as be perfect, be thus minded. So we need to be perfect in mind. And if in anything you be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this to you. You see, we need to renew our mind. We are perfect before God. And there's a simple way that we can keep in perfect position today. We can forget everything that's behind us and we can have in all readiness this place to go forward in Christ. Now go with me to Ephesians 4 verse 11. And we find here in Ephesians 4 that God starts dealing with the gifts that are given to the body of Christ. And he says in the 11th verse that he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. Saints are the believers, those that make Jesus Lord of their life. We need to be perfected. 
And the way in which God has set it up that we be perfected is that He's given gifts to the church. These five-fold ministry gifts. Now, it's very interesting. Now, some can actually be in more than others. Jesus Himself was in every aspect of this. Now, He was anointed. The Spirit of God was on Him without any measure. He was immeasurable in the Spirit of God. So, you know, other ministers, we, we may not be without measure in that way. But God could use Jesus in multiple different aspects. So is it, is it possible that a pastor could be outside of just a pastoral calling and place in the church? Yes, it is. Jesus was in all. Yes, sir. It also means that a pastor alone is not the only place that God will use to minister to us. And it's so important. I, I've, I'm sure you may have even heard this. How many times you've come across a believer and they've, they've not given scripture and they've not just been a witness of how good God's been in their life, but they want to tell everybody about what Pastor So-and-so was talking about this weekend. You know, Pastor So-and-so says, and Pastor So-and-so, we're not called and we're not graced to pass on Pastor So-and-so's words. Pastor... And I, I don't mean any disrespect. That pastor is graced of God to build up in that part, to perfect the church in that part. That does not completely subside all the other gifts that are given to the church. And there are still, we have not, God has not decided he wanted these gifts for like a thousand years. And then he thought, no, nah, we don't need any apostles or prophets or evangelists anymore. You know, I, I was thinking in, uh, instrumental in our life has been uh, the Hagans, Kenneth E. Hagan, uh, Dad Hagan, as he was known, and uh, Keith and Phyllis Moore, you know, that came under that ministry. Instrumental in our lives. And thank you, Lord, for helping me get this right. And I remember, Brother, you know, when Brother Hagan was a pastor, he said the Lord allowed him the pastor for 10 to 12 years, I think it was. He said the Lord at that course of time told him he had not called him to pastor. He was actually called to be a prophet and to be a teacher. And so at that point in time, God had told him to go teach and to travel and minister and teach. And at that time, that is not popular. And in that course of time, you know, I mean, there was like maybe two ministry categories, if you will. Pastor, evangelist. Pastor, evangelist. And if you're not one, well, then you're doing and so he actually found himself evangelizing. Going, why? Because that's all it seems and looks like. Now, I don't know all the details of that, but I know you know my heart. I think you can sense it. There are parts that are given to us to perfect us. And you and I can open ourselves to God and allow Him to perfect us by allowing Him to use that part in our life. If I'm not open to His prophet then there's part I won't get. If I'm not open to my pastor, there's part I won't get. If I'm not open to the evangelist that he has for me to be connected to, then I'm missing part. And God doesn't want us missing parts of His provision. It's important we get every part of the gifts. So he continues and says that this is for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. There is 
this fivefold ministry is going to build up and perfect the church so that the per so the perch so that the church can go forward and the church can do work of the ministry and people will see their lives and go man those people are perfect those people got it good i want that kind of life and they will bring people into this church the living body of jesus christ and it continues and says that it will edify it will build up the church god wants us to grow up and so now let's go together let's go to james chapter 3 verses let's start in verse 2 thank you lord hallelujah james 3 verse 2 And here, it says in the second verse, give you a moment to get there. For in many things, we offend all. Now, this is where a lot of believers go, man, that's not a good, you know, you're talking about changing what you say and how you say it. And we offend all. There's potential. There is a lot of potential. He says, in many things we offend all, if any man offend not in word, the same as a perfect man. We're talking about being perfect, growing up in God, being perfect. And he says, if, if we're not offensive in what we say in word. Now, saying isn't just what I'm doing now and speaking. I can write and I'm saying. I can text and I'm saying. Saying is a thought that's conveyed through my heart and my mind. And uh, the same is a perfect man. You could say perfect individual. And able also to bridle the whole body. Now it's going to give us an idea of what this word bridle is like. And it says in the third verse, Behold, we put bits in the, horse, in the horse's mouth that they may obey us. And we turn out their whole body. So that bridle is what is steering and leading and by that mouth and the bit that's therein you can turn the whole structure you can turn that whole circumstance you can change the direction you're going and it continues and says we, we it says behold or look we also have ships which though they be so great and are driven of fierce winds yet are they turned about with notice a very small helm and he continues and says wheresoever that governor desires lists even so the tongue is a little member and boasts great things behold how great a matter a little kills a little word can go a long way and continues and says and the tongue is a fire a world of iniquity so is the tongue among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. So, your and my tongue can cause hell. But that's not all it can do. Let's continue. For every kind of beasts and of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed and has been tamed of mankind. But the tongue can know, say this with me, man tame the tongue can know man tame and he continues and says 
is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. And he continues and for time's sake, we won't go further than that, but no man can tame the tongue. Guess what? God can. And you and I, when we allow him to perfect us, we enter into this process where he gets to shape what we say. And he gets to adjust how we say it. And he will enable us to continually speak. And I'm not talking about being politically correct and just saying things because of what advantage we want. I'm saying saying sweet things because it comes from the sweet source that we are supplied from. And all the time, we're, our mouth is perfect before him. Thank you, Lord. You'll find, we talked about God himself repents. You'll find that there were times where God would not say some things. For time's sake, we won't go there, but there was time where God was considering what was to happen in Sodom and Gomorrah. It was to be destroyed. It was such an ungodly place that destruction was coming quick towards it. And God was actually questioning and considering, should I tell Abraham what's going to happen? And God, just picture this with me. God is, he's going, hmm, hmm, should I tell Abraham? Should I tell him? Hmm. He's questioning whether he should say this. God, God is. If we're going to be like him, what, hmm, we'll be at lunch and go, hmm, should I say that? Is it okay to say that? God's doing this with Abraham. And God came to the conclusion, I can tell him, Abraham's a man that will command his house after me. He's a faithful man. I can trust him and I can say this. God is doing this all the time. There are things he has not been able to say to people. He's, been, he's thought the same thing. He's going, hmm, can I, can I tell them that? And there have been a lot of times God, who is perfect, has had to say, no, I can't say that. But there have been times where he's gone, yeah, they are perfect before me. I see their heart. They are going to only use that to help. They will not hurt. They are going to command after them after a lovely way. Hey, and then he starts telling us things he can't tell other people. And... He'll start shaping us like that. I've seen it over the years. I've seen it over these days. I'd be on the phone with someone. I'd be, and I'd, my flesh wants to say something, and my heart, the inside of me, I'll just know. No, that's not for them. That's between, and time and time again, it's not because I'm just trying hard. God, this nature of love that He has poured in, and oh man, He's wonderful. It has constrained me. And I've known inside me, no, that's between you and them. That stays there. That, And there have been times where this person I was talking to needed to know a part, but there was another part that was not any of their business, and I was able to only give the part that was required. That's God shaping my mouth, perfecting you and I. Oh, I'm so thankful. Why? Because it'll keep us from letting all hell break loose.
Yes. But he will not make us do this. We got just a few more moments here. Proverbs 18, I'm just going to read it to you. It says that death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those that love it will eat the fruit thereof. There, all the time, you and I will have fruit before us, and we'll have to make a choice. I can't eat one and the other at the same time. I'm going to, well, I can. <laughs> I can eat this. I can eat. I can eat. I can eat. And not be sensitive and not look to God and not step into the place where He can perfect me and just go, oh, I can eat that too. And munch on some death and say some things that hurt. I've done it enough to not want to ever do it again. And I'm believing I'm talking to some others too. Let's just say that together. Father, we open ourselves I know we prayed this the other week, but we ask, as you have heard that prayer, to build us up as quickly and as solidly as possible. Help us. Help us as we go forward from here to say only what you would have us say in the way you would have us say it through conversation in any regard, through text, email, social media, every place and position, let our words be perfect before you and before men. Let them edify. Let them produce life and light in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. This will change life. Now, we're talking about being like God. We're talking about growing up and being like Him and having the faith of God. Jesus told us this in Mark eleven twenty two. 22. He said, have have faith in God. You could say have the God kind of faith. And he said, whatsoever you would, you know, we got just moments, but I don't want to shortchange you. So I'm going to get to you what you need. Um, there's just a few principles that I want to tie in by the Lord's help. And Jesus in 11, 22 and 23, you find this Mark 11, 22 and 23, that whatsoever you, um, he said, you'll have whatsoever you say. And you see this in connection with prayer. He had just spoken over the fig tree and he desired fruit and there was none on it and he cursed it. And the disciples, Peter especially, found it withered up right from the very root of that thing. This was how Jesus had learned to allow the Father to shape his mouth and to speak only what he heard him say. And you find God in the beginning, everything that was created in this earth he spoke absolutely nothing regarding the circumstances. It, it was completely dark. There were, darkness was upon the deep, the face of the deep of the earth, the sea. You know, He spoke only what He desired. And I know we're, we're nearing our very end. Get this. God only spoke what He desired. He is the kind that adjusts Himself and only talks about what He desires to see. He saw darkness, but He spoke light. He saw emptiness, but He spoke life into existence. And you and I have this quality in us to do this very thing by His helping perfect our tongue. This very principle can also be seen in Romans 4. And you find that God, it says He quickens, or you could say calls to life the dead. And He calls those things that be not as though they were. Notice he doesn't talk about the way things are. 
He talks about the thing he wants that he doesn't see. He talks about the life. He just doesn't spend any time talking death. And you and I are in this life with him, and he's helping us to do the exact same. We shall be perfect before him. Hallelujah. That's all our time, friends. We love you. We bless you. We will see you soon.